Who with Rob and Scott, and we will be recapping week one action from week one. It was a crazy one, as usual, and going into week two game predictions and picks. So, uh, yeah, week one was crazy. So, this is the thing I kind of wonder every year is week one always seems to be like the craziest week, and I don't know if that's just like perception like, oh, like the NFL is back. Week one is you know, it's just crazy just because it's the first real football we've seen. And you know months, or is it actually just like, like you know, objectively crazy? Well, because it seems to be like just wild every year. Well, it's always all the the hype and the projection and everything you thought over months and months. Yeah. All of a sudden, it comes out and it's different. It's that's probably one of the reasons why it's so crazy. Yeah, it's like we all have our like preconceived notions and stuff, and we all have you know we've had months to just agonize and just pour over who's going to be good, and we all have our set things, and then. Bam, week one comes out and just obliterates all of it. But then I feel like it usually comes back around towards the middle of the year. So you get, pretty much what we originally thought. You come back towards the median yeah. as it goes along. And there's, there's a couple teams that fall out, but I feel like for the most part, like we end up, our original thought is what ends up, what ends up being right. Like, you know, there's the week run overreactions, like the Vikings are the best team and the Eagles are, you know, amazing and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, sometimes usually those come back around it's like okay the Chiefs are the Chiefs the Packers are the Packers and you know we're back to where we started here but there are a couple times where that team that is like okay week one they are great but are they really going to be good they actually end up being pretty good and I feel like that was kind of the Bengals last year but you know who will be the good teams this year is for us to wonder we will soon find out yeah I mean because the, the Vikings did look good like and it's kind of hard to tell whether a team looks good or the opposing defense looks bad but I think in that case, the Vikings' offense looked really good in that game to me as a Packer fan. I mean, we had mentioned in episode one, too, how we thought that the Vikings did have a good offense. Yeah. They do have a lot of good weapons there. And Justin Jefferson looks like he's going to be in for an absolute monster year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I missed him in, in my offensive player of the year predictions there. He's just a monster, like. Uh, yeah, the, the Vikings are going to give the Packers a run for their money, I think, this year. A lot of people are really high on them. I think uh, uh, Dominique on ESPN, uh, he had them as the best NFC team <laughs> of like every team throughout Week 1. Although he did say, he defended it by saying just purely based on Week 1 performance. But Fair enough, then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of fair. That's kind of the thing with power rankings. I never quite understand. I feel like there's different criteria. Everyone kind of views power rankings differently like for me i view it as just what what do, what do i think the best teams are like maybe the packers had a bad week you know in week one but i think they're still overall better than the vikings so therefore i'd have them above the vikings if i were to make a power rankings list but i feel like some people view it as just what your resume is like just what you have done purely off that and they just go from there in which case you'd have to give you know the nod to the vikings but I don't know. I, that's not how I would do it. Well, that's part of what makes power rankings and things like that so much fun because right. it's it's up for discussion so much. It's not actually set in stone. Yeah. There's always lots of room for discussion and arguments and all that fun stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone's is different. <laughs> yeah, you'll never get everybody 100% happy with a power no, rankings No, oh list. my gosh. Always some angry fan. <laughs> well, my team's better than your team. <laughs> we run the ball. <laughs> Because running backs aren't outdated at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, with, with that being said, we go to the Thursday night game, which people have forgotten about. That's kind of the one thing about Thursday night games, is that by Sunday, that game is ancient history. <laughs> but uh, we still haven't forgotten over here that Bill's uh, absolute demolishing of the Los Angeles Rams. Pretty awesome to see uh, as Bill's fan and supporters here. Uh, so what, what did you see from that game that really encouraged you about the Bills? The overhauled defensive line looked absolutely incredible. Dominant. I mean, without blitzing all game, you get seven sacks. Like, just crazy, crazy production yeah. of that defensive line. Seriously. You really couldn't have asked for anything more out of them. Yeah. And, like, the young guys, Carlos Basham and, sorry, Boogie Basham, and, like, like he really popped to me in that game. Like, he didn't have much... Uh, I mean, decent decent enough rookie year. But I feel like with uh, defensive ends, it takes them a couple years to really find their stride. Like with Rashawn Geary on, on Green Bay, first year was, like, underwhelming. Like, very. I was like, oh, boy, did we waste our pick here? 
And then second year, he kind of picks it up. Third year, just a monster. So I think, uh, yeah, Carlos Bassum was like really impressive to me in that game. I just I noticed him, right? I, like, yeah, I, I did noticed well. his impact in that game. Also coming away with interception. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole offensive or defensive line for the, for Buffalo. I was quite surprised because looking at, uh, you know, who they had. Uh, early in the year, there's not too many names that just like jump out at you. Obviously, besides Von Miller, if you're not, you know, a Bills fan and followed the team for a while. But yeah, I was definitely surprised. Although, you gotta wonder how much of that is the offensive line for the Rams uh, without you know Whitworth there holding everything down. But I, I don't know. It it looked pretty down to me. So, Mention, and yeah, go ahead. I'll be interested to see how it paces out as the season goes along if they can. Sustain that. Sustain that. Obviously, nothing quite that high, but right. still a pretty good number. Well, I think having Von Miller there is really giving these other guys an opportunity to show what they can do. Because now you have that guy that, like, it's gonna everyone's going to be double teaming him. And, and For sure. Yeah. It's like the Jadavian Clowney thing with uh, when he was playing with J.J. Watt for so long. Like, J.J. Watt just opened up that, <laughs> that uh, the rest of that line for all those players. And it's just like the Texans were a better team for it, even though maybe J.J. Watt won't get as many sacks because of that. This is being known as that guy. Like, it's a, a better overall production. And I think that makes them the Bills a lot more dangerous. <laughs> and really, defensive ends, I think that's the most important part of a defense to me, is the defensive line. If they can't get pressure, then it doesn't matter how good your coverage is. It doesn't matter what your you know your linebackers are doing. Receivers are going to get open. Quarterbacks going to find someone. So it for me it it starts and ends with the defensive line. Am I am I wrong in that? In that in that uh, analysis. That's definitely one theory on it. Over the pass rush versus coverage standpoint. Yeah. I think like if you're, if you're getting pressure, it makes it just uh, like the quarterback's world is just turned upside down if he's under pressure. A lot of times, yes. That that's why it's such a big deal for when you talk about poise and a quarterback and pocket presence. Oh yeah, being able to hold up under that kind of thing. Yeah, very. That's that's like the underrated skill that people don't realize. I feel like like we're all we're looking at these quarterbacks. You know, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. All of them are great mobile quarterbacks. They can run around and just extend the plays, but. Some of those guys don't have the pocket presence, in my opinion, to be truly elite. Like Kyler Murray, and he does not seem comfortable in the pocket. And I think that's maybe because he's too short, <laughs> to be quite honest. But he just doesn't seem like, you know, he kind of wants to just get out of there, you know? Like he just, mm -hmm. he wants to wheel out. That's just every time. And I kind of got there with Russell Wilson for a large part of his career. But uh, I think Josh Allen has really, um, you know, adapted quite nicely. And now he's, you know, all-around quarterback, in my opinion, and uh, definitely plays it a little differently <laughs> than, than most other guys. You don't see too many other quarterbacks, you know, embarrassing defensive backs like that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's definitely one of a kind, but I really, like, the thing I was worried about with him this year is his pocket presence, but that first game definitely showed me improvement in that area. So I don't think if you're a Bills fan, you really have to that, that game went as well as you could have imagined for the Bills. Like, for sure. The fact you were able to still destroy the defending champs while, like, what, five turnovers in that game? Four? Yes, four. <laughs> like, <laughs> your rookie running back fumbles on his first carry, <laughs> and you still, 31-10, that, that that's a blowout. Yeah, it could have been a lot more. I mean, it was it was opening day, it was Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> and they smacked him in the mouth. Yeah, I, I think Bills are probably number one. Everyone's probably on the team's chart. Oh, it absolutely was this week. Every single major news outlet had them number one. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, you're crazy if you don't. <laughs> I mean, they faced, like, the best team going into the, you know, into this new year, and they killed them. So, uh, yeah, it's very good there. All right, now let's go over some of our, our picks here for week one. So we'll start with the 1 o'clock window here. Uh, Saints and Falcons. So Saints coming out of that 27-26. I think we both had the Saints in this one. That's correct. We both went off of that. Yeah, a little closer than I anticipated. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, the Falcons do what the Falcons do. <laughs> like, leading the whole game. Uh, then fourth quarter, the Saints realize, oh, this is the Falcons, guys. We got this. <laughs> and cue the dramatic rally for the game-winning field goal at the end. <laughs> How about Jameis Winston? What a second half he had. I know. So, uh, very impressive. Very impressive. 
and Michael Thomas too. Like coming back two years of not playing football does not affect him at all. <laughs> Has a great game, and uh, of course he was wasting away on my bench in fantasy this week. <laughs> but luckily he didn't cost me though. Um, yeah, so Saints. I don't know. I did we really figure out much from that game? No, but uh, we'll figure out a whole lot more this week against Tampa Bay. Sure. And we got the 49ers Bears. Surprising loss for the 49ers, losing 19-10 in Chicago. What was that all about, Scott? As a 49er fan over there, man, a huge monsoon there. But even the rain shouldn't really be stopping a good offense. So there was a lot of questions this week about what Trey Lance really might be. Being missing George Kittle, maybe you can get some more going when he's back in the lineup. For sure. Run game and pass game <laughs> will be more effective there. But I'll have my eyes on them again this week. See Playing how Seattle, going. right? Yes. Uh, I mean, that, you, you got to win that game. <laughs> There's going to be some Jimmy G noise if they lose that one. For sure. And uh, oh, Elijah Mitchell uh, spraining his MCL out for two months. I mean,. Not too worried about their running game, though. They usually find a way, one way or another, <laughs> to yeah. find production there. They've gone through, like, gosh, so many running backs the last couple of years. With, you know, Mostert, Breida, Frank Gore before that. And they always find a way to get good production there. But, yeah, they're going to need to lean on it. I think Trey Lance, uh, he needs all the help he can get. So I think it starts with the run for the 49ers, to be sure. And, you know, make play action off that. Don't leave him out to dry. <laughs> Don't let him, you know, he needs to just settle into it. Give him those easy throws. Build his confidence up. And then, you know, see what he can really do, you know, in the fourth quarter, in my opinion. But then we got probably the craziest game of the week, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Steelers winning at 23-20 in Mitchell Trubisky's debut as a Steeler. What were your thoughts on this game? This was nuts. Shocking win for Pittsburgh. Really never saw them even being competitive in this game with what we'd seen from the Bengals coming out of this last postseason. Yeah. But, I mean, with the amount of interceptions that Joe Burrow had thrown. Oh, my gosh. The fact that that game was as close as it was really was. A miracle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Micah Fitzpatrick saved that game. What a game. He, he like, 14 tackles, an interception, a pick six, and a blocked PAT at the end. I mean. They would not even be in this game at all if it wasn't for Minka Fitzpatrick. Just nuts. I mean, proving he's worth every penny of that massive contract. Right. I think this game is really going to end up being as a good example for a don't overreact to week yeah, one. For sure, because we all know Bengals are a lot better than the Steelers. Yes. And uh, Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, not a, not a terrible game. Some people are, are saying bench him already, but, I mean, he didn't, he, like, he played it safe, I think. He didn't make the, the, the big mistake, the, the Mitchell Trubisky mistake. So I think if you're a Steelers fan, uh, besides losing uh, T.J. Watt for probably at least six weeks there, he doesn't need surgery on it, which is good. But uh, I think you're pretty dang happy with how week one went. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I think Mitchell Trubisky should be fine this year. To, I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be any better. But I think letting him sit behind Mitch just kind of, the NFL can be really overwhelming. I think it's pretty much every quarterback will benefit from just kind of seeing how things are done, you know, in the full length of the season before getting out there right away and starting, even if it is sitting behind, you know, Mitch Trubisky. So I, th I think that'll benefit them. Uh, I'm never counting the Steelers out, though. Like, it's kind of like the Patriots, except for even more, because Mike Tomlin has never, ever had a season below 500. So And this will be the year. I disagree with that. Mark <laughs> my words. This will no, be the year. No. Steelers will have no. a losing season. I'm not letting you. We're not marking those words. Yes, we are. We're not. Mark those words. No. Steelers will have a losing season. They suck. Oh, my god. They gosh. are not a good team. I, I'm, I'm going to allow you to take those words back before we mark those. <laughs> I already marked. Oh, okay. We'll Permanent mark marker. They're we'll down. Mark them. <laughs> uh, you're going to be so wrong in that. <laughs> Because, I mean, like, they, they improved this year. They got rid of a statue and a rotting tree in the back. <laughs> like, they, they they improved from last year, I'm telling you right now. And Najee Harris is a monster, man. He's a monster. I don't know. They play who? Who do they play this week? I don't even know. But they're going to win. <laughs> we will get into that. Yeah, we will. Right. We will get. So let's keep going over uh, week one picks. All right, week one, uh, who do we got next year? Detroit and Philadelphia. Okay. Whew. You want to get into this one first? 
I believe we both were on Detroit for this one. Yeah. You picked Detroit for this one? Yes, yeah. I did as well. Although I think that's more of a case of you being low on the Eagles than high on the Lions. Yes. If I'm right. Yeah. For me, it was the opposite. <laughs> so uh, I like this game, though. This was a really exciting game. 38-35, came down to the wire. Detroit really mounting a comeback. So Detroit, this is like a, a very signature Lions game. Like, they they got down early at halftime. It was 24-14. End of the, the third quarter, it was 38-21. So down, th- uh, you know, uh, 17 points. And that fourth quarter, they come roaring back and, you know, lose. <laughs> but a good effort. So this is kind of what we saw from them last year. Good effort. I'm making it close, but I, uh, you know, I think this is the year that they're going to finally start winning some of these games uh, if Jared Goff doesn't get in their way. That's really the only thing I'm concerned about with them. Yeah, I, I do as well think the Lions have a chance to make some noise this season. Oh, for sure. Their running back, their backfield is highly underrated. DeAndre Swift is a monster. 15 carries, 144 yards, almost averaging 10 yards per carry that game with the touchdown, and then Jamal Williams is as good as a secondary running back as you'll find. And uh, some good targets now. He's got for Jared Goff, St. Brown, Chark, and, and Hawkinson. Not that's that's pretty decent, you know, in in today's NFL. Uh, so yeah, I think the Lions definitely can make some noise. Uh, Eagles, Jalen Hurts, eighteen for thirty-two. Uh, so that needs to get better. But uh, see, in contrast, I think the Eagles' backfield is the most overrated backfield in the NFL. Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. I mean, like, what is so good about this? I he- keep hearing about how the Eagles have like one of the best running games in the NFL, but I, I'm not, I'm have yet to see Miles Sanders live up to the hype. I mean, they're certainly all guys there, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you at least some level there. Right, but I, I don't know. Miles Sanders is like, well, he was Barkley's backup, right? And then he comes out. And he plays a lot like Barkley in the sense he gets hurt every year. <laughs> but, I mean, they got A.J. Brown. They got Dallas, Dallas Goddard. So, uh, if Jalen Hurts can pull it all together, they, they do definitely have something there. But, you know, that remains to be seen. Because we didn't really, let's be honest, the Lions defense isn't all that great. <laughs> um, all right, next we got New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins here. Uh, Dolphins winning this game. I believe we both had the Dolphins. That uh, would be correct. All right, so not much of a surprise. Patriots on offense uh, being controlled by two defensive coordinators, and it sure looked like it. (laughs) It sure looked like it. (laughs) They looked bad. I mean, very, very bad. (laughs) Oh, not encouraging if you're a Patriots fan there. No. And uh, Dolphins didn't look all that great to me either. It's just very, this is a very boring game. I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch it too much. I was mostly glued to that Lions-Eagles game, but... Uh, I think we were both... None, this didn't surprise us from either team. No, I, I don't believe so at all. It was pretty much one as I assumed it would. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much to a T. Uh, as did the Ravens and Jets game. Uh, Joe Flacco throwing it like 50 times, <laughs> trying to get his revenge. Did not even come close. 24-9. to <laughs> And we both had the Ravens in this one. Ravens dominate, just as expected. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Washington Commanders. So I think you had the Jags in this one, right? I did. And I did have the Commanders. Um, they win 28-22. Carson Wentz looking pretty good. Looking really pretty good. Beating the team that, you know, that beat him in the last week that led him to be traded. Really an unexpected good week for Carson Wentz. Wait, so this was this was another revenge game if you think about it. Yeah, well, yeah not, not one that was really talked about either. Yeah, I know, but I mean. In a way of, it was. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's not like the commander is going to be great this year, but definitely Carson Wentz played a lot better than I thought he was going to. Yeah, some promising signs from them. Yeah, there's there's a ray of hope <laughs> for the commanders. Uh, so Cleveland Browns, Carolina Panthers. Browns winning with a last-second field goal from Cade York. Whew, that Browns uh, kicking uh, rotation the last couple of years has been quite the, quite the experience. <laughs> but uh, they, they ruined Baker Mayfield's revenge bid. Alas, uh, I had the Panthers winning this one. I had the Browns. Okay, yeah. So I, I wanted to go with the Browns, uh, but I, I thought Baker was really going to show him uh, who he really is. Decided to take a week off on this one, though. <laughs> yeah, a little bit shaky in the first half. Put together a couple nice touchdowns at the end, but not enough. 
Yeah. Yeah, so strung together some some decent drives, but I don't know. I wouldn't be too concerned over this one if I'm a Carolina fan. Although I feel like I'm kind of surprised the Giants are actually favored to beat them this week. Uh, I mean, Giants did have a hot start, but that seems a little extreme to me. Uh, Colts Texans tying in week one. <laughs> Another stunner of the week. Here. Yeah, maybe the most surprising game of the week. Houston up big. Yeah. End up squandering the lead. Right, oh, as they do. <laughs> Mark of a bad team right there. But uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't get too. I wouldn't be overly concerned if I'm a Colts fan. Like Matt Ryan, first game with the team. The fact that they were able to come back and tie it shows that they're a good team to me. But to be down that much to the Texans, uh, it gets you thinking a little bit. But, uh, but again, we're back, we're back to our point. Don't overreact. Yeah, there's so little that is revealed, and it's just one week of football. Anything could go wrong. Anything could happen. But, but to another point, did, are the Texans better than we thought? Possibly. I mean, Davis Mills looked pretty darn good to me. Like yeah. He looked pretty poised. Yes, he did. I mean, with not much talent around him, that, that good, good Colts defense, like... That was pretty impressive. Although with that coaching by Lovey Smith, I don't know Ooh. if they have much chance. No, that's, <laughs> that, that needs to end and end quickly. <laughs> Some I bad mean, decisions to punt there. Yeah. Uh, that's one of these things. Just playing for a tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, the, what's the point? Always carry some momentum in with that tie. I know. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Woo, that tie's going to look good on our, on our uh, schedule there. <laughs> we tied the Colts, boys. <laughs> Tie. Ties are good as a loss. I mean, come on, boys. Like, what are we doing here? Um, that's, like, one of the most frustrating things from a coach that you can do. Like, that's one thing Brandon Staley will never do. I mean, he may be aggressive, but I like that. Go down swinging, man. Absolutely. Like, you will never win a game by giving it to the other team. All right? You're never going to win a game by punting the ball. Punting doesn't score points. Like, come on. got to have a little gumption. The analytics support, too. So, for sure. Uh, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, uh, 23-7. I had the Vikings winning this. And I had the Packers. Yeah, so... Uh, Surprising flip there, what yeah. we usually do. <laughs> usually I pick against the Packers every time, and you pick for them. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Right, this year we swapped. Uh, yeah, this game went as expected for me. Um, so Vikings come out looking good. Uh, Packers, first play, sums up the entire game. And it was just like the most... Like, you couldn't have scripted that play any better. Like, first and ten, all right, Packers offense, what are they going to look like? What are the receivers going to do? Aaron Rodgers drops back in the pocket, bombs a 75-yarder. Oh, it's Christian Watson, and look at him. Drops the ball. <laughs> like, yeah. first play. The, like, I once I saw that, I'm like, yeah, this game's over. <laughs> and from there on, <laughs> just completely flat. Did not have a chance. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's move on there, guys. We just got to forget about it. Move on to the Bears. Hopefully, uh, you know, beating a team that we own will make us feel better. <laughs> but um, Kansas City Chiefs, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I, sadly, I picked the Cardinals in this one. And I had the Chiefs. Just, yeah. Just a shellacking by the Chiefs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. Like, uh, yeah. And Kansas City could just score well there. Yeah, seriously. Patrick Mahomes was completely on his game there. Looked really good. Right. And I think it solidifies the, the point that a lot of people made that they're just more unpredictable now without Tyreek Hill because they can hit you from anywhere. They've got just such a more deep, wide receiver room now. Right. They've just got more options. I mean, I personally, I like their wide receiver core better. I believe I said last episode as well that they have now than last year without Tyreek Hill just due to so how many options they have. Yeah. Because you still got your, like, Hardman is just, like, a speed, your speed demon. And Valis Gantling has some wheels on him. And then you got your your big underneath guys, Kelsey and, and Juju. And not to mention rookie Sky Moore, Sky who will come later in the year. Yeah. He's he's gonna be good. Uh yeah, so Chiefs um <laughs> are still the Chiefs, as to the to the surprise of none in this room. <laughs> uh and then we got the Giants and Titans. One I believe we both missed on. Probably the upset of the week. Um Giants beating the Titans twenty one twenty here. Ooh. And we both picked the Titans. Yeah. Really surprised when in Brian Dable's first game as coach. Yeah. But a, a cool thing to see from them. Yeah, surprise of the week, Saquon Barkley. What a game by him. Oh, my gosh. A comeback player of the week, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I to be honest, I he was one of those players I just marked down as stay away from in all my fantasy drafts. But uh, I could definitely tell kudos to him for, for getting that recovery, taking it seriously, and coming back strong. 
Um, yeah, I think the Giants, they're in a good spot right now because Brian Dayball is already, you know, affecting that team's morale and just kind of the whole vibe. Coming out with a win, big win over the Titans, that's huge for them. So, uh, you know, they got a shot. Their, their schedule is actually pretty forgiving. So let me just pull up their schedule here. So, yeah, looking at the Giants' schedule, uh, they got the Panthers this week. They're favored in it. They got Dallas, which all of a sudden turns into a pretty winnable game with Cooper Rush. Then they face the Bears at home. These are all home games, these next three. So maybe... They can win all three of those games. So maybe you see the Giants off to a much better start than anybody else predicted. Yeah. I mean, they win those games. They're 4-0 and this start. They're crazy, pretty crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah. And I may pick them in all of these games. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's crazy. And then they got you know Green Bay and London, uh, the Ravens, Jags and Seahawks, and Texans. So even if they drop those two to Green Bay and Baltimore, you got three more that you'll probably win, seven and two, if all goes well. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't want to say it, but I'm thinking it. And without how weak that division is, I mean, I know it's week one, I know, but... Let's, Possible mark my words coming yeah, up okay. in the coming weeks. <laughs> well, we'll, Not yet, but keep, we'll keep our eye on that one. <laughs> it's got that one little asterisk next yeah, to it yeah. here. <laughs> watch, watch my words here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the, the next game. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers revenge game for the Chargers, and they get their revenge, winning 24-19, as I think we both predicted. Yes, we did. Okay, so, yeah, I mean... A bit underwhelming, to be honest. I thought this game was going to be a high-scoring shootout. More of a defensive game, but still both teams showing that they're well-rounded and are going to both be contenders this year. Yes. And Devontae Adams just... <whistles> that move he put on Asante Samuel, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, It's going to be hard to watch the Raiders this year. And that trade, I think, is going to work out quite well for the Raiders. Yeah. Devontae Adams, most targeted player in week one. Oh, it's and a great week for him. It's painful. It's painful. <laughs> it's fun to watch as a fan of the league, but it is painful to watch as a Packer fan. I can tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys, most boring game of the entire week, 19-3. to Yeah, not a... Not a good one in terms of my parlay. I had the over on passing yards for both Prescott and Brady. Oh. So obviously, uh, on yeah. that one. But. Major miss on that. Prescott getting hurt. Never like to see it. Uh, got like a thumb thing going on there. They didn't put him on IR. They're going to try to rush him back, it sounds like. Which, that does not sound like a good idea at all to me. Because Russell Wilson had a thumb injury last year. And he like missed like six to seven weeks. Comes back. And he admits he admitted afterwards it was too soon that they rushed it, and now they're talking about four weeks for Prescott. That's just stupid. Yeah, I mean I get it. Like you don't want you want to be competitive, but come on. It comes at a point. Yeah, I mean that just shows you have no confidence in your backup at all, like at all. Like we're not gonna we're risking our starting quarterback's health because we just have no confidence in anyone on our team besides Dak. <laughs> So, yeah. But we're going to go on the radio and say that our team runs through Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jerry, I mean, he can convince anyone of anything. So <laughs> he's one of a kind there. Uh, Tampa For Bay. Sure. I mean, they're Tampa Bay. Tom <laughs> Brady was Tom Brady. I bet underwhelming, but they're going to do just fine. Yeah. And, uh, well, this, this is also probably an upset of the week here. Uh, this one of the Giants won Seahawks beating the Broncos 17 to 16 and a great atmosphere in Seattle. We were both wrong in this game. Yes, we were. But, I mean, quite entertained. Surprisingly, oh, yeah. I was. Oh, my gosh. It was game. great. I mean, the Broncos outplayed them, to be honest, for being honest here. Uh, two two fumbles on the one-yard line. On the one-yard line. <laughs> like, that's the kind of thing that you can't just expect to happen. No. So, I mean, for Seattle to win, you can't expect to win games that way. No. I mean, that was, you know, good for Seattle to, to win, to show Russell Wilson, you know, but <laughs> and, and uh, the first half by Dino Smith was really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he looked a lot better than I thought he would, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, and the, the really cool quote at the end of the game by him there. Yeah, wait, I forgot. I saw that somewhere. What was it? like? They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Yeah, <laughs> great quote. Well, I love it. I love it because it's truly, I mean, I, I forgot he was in the league there for a little while. So I said that to my dad. We were watching the game together. I forgot this guy was in the league. I assumed he was in the, X, in the XFL or something. I, he's one of those, those quarterbacks who just went to the Jets and just died. 
they're like, whoa, Geno Smith's still around? <laughs> like, yes, he is. And, uh, yeah, great win. I mean, good for Seattle. Good for Seattle. Still yeah. Russell Wilson. And uh, I, was, I was a bit surprised by the booing, though, after, you know, he seemed like, you know, one of those straight-up guys. Didn't trash talk him or anything, but yeah, I was a bit surprised by how yeah, he so was received. Yeah. I mean, he won, won your city a Super Bowl that yeah that he made it to two. Uh, yeah, just had so many good winning seasons. And Never had a losing one. Yeah, and that's how he was received. Like, it, that is just a little odd. Uh, but booze. Like, usually you see, like, before the game, it's, it's usually they cheer him. They're walking out. They cheer him. Once the game starts, then it's okay. You're the enemy. And then after the game ends, okay, we're going to cheer you now. But, like, it was just booze all out. Like, people were just... And it was hard. <laughs> I know it was hard to hear for them. There were a lot of plays that went down to the very last second yeah. on the play clock before they could pull it off. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's one of those silent count games. Uh, so that, that does it for week one here. Um, and now we're on to our week two picks. And we will get to that in just a second. We're going to take a quick break here, and we will be right back. Alright, back into Mark My Words. We're going into our week two predictions and picks. And uh, we're doing this on a Friday night, so we already saw the entertaining Thursday night game between the Chargers and the Chiefs. Um, I, I think we both picked the Chargers for that one. Yes, we did. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and both wrong. Um, who knows, though? Who knows what would have happened if uh, Justin Herbert didn't crack them ribs there? But uh, close, though, with that onside kick, fumbling the ball there. It was a moment of hope there, but, yeah, not going to happen. Uh, those onside kick numbers, ever since, like, they made those new rules, just... Such a low percentage. Yeah, such a low... They need to just figure something out there. I mean, something a little bit better than that. Like, we, we should come up... That's, mark that. Mark our words next time. Next week, we'll both come up with suggestions for a better solution to the onside kick. Because there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a more exciting way that's still, you know, unlikely, but gives you a little bit of hope, a little more hope than that. I mean, come on, is that ever going to happen? No. But, uh, yeah, entertaining game. Um, so I think, wait, did you have the Chargers winning this division at the beginning of the year? I did. And I did as well. So how are you feeling on that? You want to, you still sticking with your guns on that one? After watching their first two games as well as the Chiefs, I feel a little unconfident about that. Yeah, a little saying, I mean, Especially after seeing Justin Herbert banged up last night, as well as the just dominance by Kansas City in week one. Yeah, I mean, utter dominance. I thought maybe see maybe a little bit slower start for Kansas City yeah. than that, but having them 2-0 and all and already having a win over the Chargers, I doesn't put them in the best position, certainly. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers kind of look like the same old Chargers to me. Like, still a good team, but I don't know. I, I mean, we'll have to see. We'll, like, again. Tons of winnable games coming up for them yeah. in the coming weeks. Just two games already. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of a long season here. There's, there's 18 weeks, but I don't know. Yeah, definitely less secure than I was to start the year on that. But, uh, all right, on to week two picks. So we have the New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. Guys, I know we're all excited about the the comeback of Brownie the Elf going to be in the middle of the field for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, how do you feel about Brownie coming back? <laughs> Redesigned, and, but uh, still cool. Well, I mean, that's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah. Is it better than the color orange? Uh, I mean, it could be. Yeah, it could be. I mean, Some orange, may say. Orange is a <laughs> very provocative color. You know? <laughs> but uh, nothing uh, strikes fear into your heart quite like an elf does. An angry elf. <laughs> but uh, it actually kind of surprised me, like, the lack of, of knowledge from people on this. Like, So, Brownie the Elf was actually introduced um, when the, the Browns were a team. Like, this was their kind of initial, like, mascot type of thing. And uh, a lot of people just didn't know that. They think, they see this now, and they, they're thinking, like, this is, like, a new thing. Oh, Brownie the Elf, it's a new... No, this, this existed from, like, the beginning of Browns history. Mm -hmm. And then when they moved to Baltimore... And became like you know whatever the Ravens uh, or the Colts can't remember who it was, but uh, they're the owner of that team just said this is what we're we doing here. He said elf, we're not doing this, so he got rid of it, and that's kind of where it faded. 
So now they're bringing back. It's kind of like a, a retro Browns thing. So just wanted to let everyone know that uh, Brown of the Elf is nothing new here. <laughs> new design on Brown of the Elf, but Brown of the Elf itself is, is as old as the Browns franchise. But with the fear that Brown of the Elf strikes into their opponents, they will come away with a win over the New York Jets, yeah. as I predict. And I oh, for sure. I believe you as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Browns, uh, I don't know, is Jacoby Brissett that much of a factor? I mean, really all he has to do is protect the ball because the Browns team is amazing. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, best offensive line in the league. In my opinion, best running game in the league. <laughs> great had a great defensive line with Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, just don't step on yourselves. Right. Just take care of the ball. Jacoby Brissett is as good as a game manager as there is. You know, As much as I said, I like the Jets for the future, they're still the Jets. Yeah, and with Joe Flacco there, it's not really their team yeah, stick, yet. Stick to your fundamentals, Brown. Should be a good one for them. Yeah, should be a good, nice debut for old Brownie there. <laughs> and uh, on to the next game. Uh, so... The crowd is split on this one on ESPN, uh, 51-49 in favor of the Lions, who are facing the Washington Commanders. So who do you have for this game? I have the Detroit Lions. All right, so I do as well. Um, by now you all know how much I love the Lions, even being a Packer fan. But, uh, yeah, I mean, two kind of, like, opposite teams, in, in my opinion. Uh, Commanders are, to me, one of the most boring teams in the league to watch. And uh, Lions are... Just an exciting team that he, it just never gets old. Like Dan Campbell is, he, the NFL needs guys like him. It just makes the league so much more fun and more interesting. Definitely does. Like, I, how do you not watch Dan Campbell and just not smile? Like when I, you see Dan Campbell and those Lions like getting so fired up, like how do you not like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is there a team in the NFL that doesn't that isn't cheering for the Lions right now? Like, come on. I feel like the Lions are the team we're all cheering for. Yeah, they're a likable team right now. Yes, for sure. And that hard knocks thing was awesome. <laughs> uh, then we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints have had the Bucs number the last couple of years. No Sean Payton. Uh, how will that impact them? Who do you have winning this one? I believe that Dominus will continue as I had the Saints prevailing in this one. Ah, okay. So I do have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, pulling out the win. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like a paradox. like... I tell myself, don't bet against Brady. But then the Saints have beaten them. They've swept them two years in a row, correct, I think? Yes, they have. So, I don't know. I, I Nothing lasts forever, especially against Brady. So, I think this could be the time. Um, the Saints didn't really look all that good against a terrible Falcons team until the fourth quarter. Like, the fourth quarter, I mean, you won the game, so that kind of, you know, all's well that ends well. But they didn't look that great. I mean, they could not get the running game going at all. And it was kind of just Jameis Winston heroics at the end there. So I think the Bucks defense could cause some, some problems for him. And I think that uh, they'll get the win over, over New Orleans. And uh, next we got uh, 1 o'clock. We got the Panthers and the Giants. And Giants, I believe, are actually favored in this matchup for some reason. Uh, and I stick to that. I do have the Panthers winning this game. As do I. Yes, Giants, great game, as we mentioned last week. But I think we both think the Panthers are the more talented team still. I do, for sure. I think Daniel Jones doesn't hold the card to Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> as low as some people might think of Mayfield at this time, I just I still have more faith in Carolina than the Giants. Yeah, he's, he's going to show him. He's definitely going to show him. I think, I think uh, this is a tale of two running backs, though. You know, both coming off a couple of years of injuries. Um, they both have something to prove. And uh, it's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, between these two running games. It's definitely going to be a run-oriented game. So if that's your thing, um, then you should be quite entertained by this. But I don't think this is a game that at the beginning of the year was like, ugh, you know. But it actually should be pretty exciting with how that how the Giants team started out. Yeah. And then the ne next 1 o'clock window, we got the Patriots uh, visiting the Steelers. Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin, two of the best coaches in the AFC, squaring off. And who will win this one? I have the Steelers coming out victorious in this one. As do I, as do I. And, uh, yeah, I mean, two coaches that you don't want to bet against, um, but I believe a little bit in the Steelers this year, to be honest with you, especially after seeing that game. But uh, Patriots, it's, this is more of a case of them just not knowing what they're doing at all. Yeah, I would say that. I don't believe in the Steelers, but I really don't believe in the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just, I cannot get over that, how bad that is, like, my gosh, like, 
I don't think that's an overreact week one overreaction. Like we all expected them to be bad, and they were awful. Like, but there's no expectation that they're going to get any better for me. Like, what do you expect when you don't hire an offensive coordinator? Like, that's a position for a reason. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, if they, I'm sorry, like, if they are like awful this year, I think that puts Belichick on the hot seat. And I know it sounds crazy, but if if they don't have a winning record by the end of this year and they don't hire an offensive coordinator, I would I would think about getting Bill Belichick out of there. I really would because he's old. They're trying to build something new. Brady's gone. The Evil Empire's gone. Like that might be something to think about if you're Robert Kraft. But I digress. We have the next matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is another kryptonite game. Here we're just talking about the Bucks and the Saints. This is kind of the Colts kryptonite, the Jaguars. <laughs> I just believe that the Colts are going to get the job done, though. And they're going to get their first win. First win of the year <laughs> with Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree with that. Uh, yeah, just a better team overall. Um, I don't know. I, I, the Jaguars do have some upside this year. Uh, I wouldn't be all that surprised if they stole this one. But... I think the Colts will get it done. Uh, Michael Pittman, um, questionable for this game, so that will be something to monitor. Um, but either way, I, I don't think it should be too much of a problem. Uh, then we got the Miami Dolphins visiting Baltimore to face the Ravens in this game. And who do you got coming out on top? I have the Miami Dolphins winning in this one. Oh, okay. All right. So I have the Ravens here. So what's your logic on, on the Dolphins? I mean, even versus the Jets, I didn't think that the Ra- I mean, the Ravens, even though they won pretty handily, it they, is the they didn't overly impress. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe Miami can get a little bit of magic together here with Tyree, Kellen, Waddle, and Buffalo Speed on this game. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's not a bad upset pick. Uh, I know Ryan Fitzpatrick has the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. I mean, he's he's he's. He's saying, oh, I'm jumping. I'll jump through a table with Bill's Mafia if they win the Super Bowl. And then a little bit later, he's like, oh, the Ravens are going to win. <laughs> Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> uh, but then we got the 4 o'clock window uh, with the Falcons, Rams. We both picked the Rams. Let's move on. Then we have <laughs> the Seahawks and 49ers. And uh, I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks here to upset the Niners. And I have the Niners. I mean, we'd gotten this game a little bit earlier. Yeah. Seahawks looked a lot better than I thought they would. 49ers looked a lot worse than I thought they would. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> but uh, they're getting Kittle back, I believe, for this week. Correct? It is looking that way. Okay, so if, if that happens, it should be uh, a vast improvement, a vast game for Trey Lance. But uh, this is kind of like a, a get-right game for the Niners, big divisional game. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Seahawks... Uh, that, that that was a great win for them. I think they're really invigorated after that. And uh, maybe if they actually you know use the physical mo- uh, specimen, the monster that is known as DK Metcalf, they might actually do a little bit better. Because I think they forgot who's on their team. You know, I think like what are we doing here? Can we just address this? Can we address this fact? Last year, end of last year, they did not like <clears throat> DK Metcalf is on your team. This man is a Hulk, okay? He should be your go-to guy on every single throw. That's just... Ah, that just has me really upset. He's an absolute beast. Yeah. But anyway, Cincinnati Bengals at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I have the Bengals winning this one, and it's going to be an absolute massacre. Joe Burrow uh, is going to go hog wild. Having probably the worst game of his career last week. Uh, yeah, they're going to get revenge. Yeah, they're going to be angry. <laughs> and the, this Cowboys team is a mess. And I assume you would have the Bengals winning this one. Yes, well. I definitely do. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Texans versus the Broncos. Um, this one had me pause for a second, but I did end up clicking the Broncos. As did I. But yeah, it does give you a little bit of thought. As we mentioned earlier, are Houston better than we thought? Yeah. Is Denver a lot worse than we thought? Right. And we aren't as high on Denver as most people are, I think. Because you had them going, what, 7 and 10? Yeah, so maybe my 7 and 10 right. doesn't look so bad now. Yeah. It, I mean, but. I I, had, I chickened out and went for 10 and 7, but I, I really am not confident in that at all. 
uh, yeah, I, I mean, man, if you lose to Texans, I mean, that, that's two of the easiest games you'll have all year. If you lose both of them. Yikes. Definitely not looking good for your season after Yikes. that. Yikes. <laughs> um, so then we got the Cardinals and the Raiders, uh, both losing to AFC West opponents last week. Who you got for this one? I have the Raiders. As do I. The Cardinals defense, looking like they did, playing the way they did against the Chiefs. I mean, you have to think that Derek Carr and that offense can Shred cover them off. Yeah. With Adams and Renfro and Wallet, they're just going to go to town on them. Yeah. Early Thanksgiving day for, for the Raiders. So if you got Raiders players, I would start all of them. Uh, I do have Derek Carr as my fantasy quarterback. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. This is like licking your chops. But uh, Cardinals, like, I don't know. They're, I, I want to believe in them, but I just I have a hard time after seeing that just awful game one. I mean, I, I had them making the playoffs at the beginning of the year. They, I, I think I recall you having them with like with the losing record. Is that right? Nine and eight. I had them at nine and eight. Okay. Yeah, that that's fair. That's looking pretty accurate. I mean, after one game, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. They're they're going to be an interesting team to me this year because they do have a lot of talent. Cliff Kingsbury, I'm not sold on as a coach, to be honest with you. Uh, then we got the, the Sunday night football game between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. Um, I have the Packers winning this game, please God. Yes, I have the Packers well. I don't <laughs> think it should be a good, a good get-right game for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, this is another one of those, like, if you lose this. But <laughs> two Aaron. divisional games... In his first two weeks. Aaron Rodgers has certainly had the Bears number over the years. Yes. And was not afraid to flaunt that last season, if you all remember that. <laughs> While high on shrooms. <laughs> While high on shrooms, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. But, uh, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I think they'll be a lot better. Uh, I'm not too concerned about the receivers, even. Like, that drop by Christian Watson, I'm kind of glad. Like, I'm not glad he dropped it, but I'm glad that that game went so badly. Just because, like, you're... That's kind of like they needed that. Like you knew they were they were totally overwhelmed. But I think that you know when you like you just mess something up so bad. Like whether it's your you know new experience at a job or something, you just mess up something horribly. You're going into it with so much fear and you just totally flunk it. You can kind of step back and kind of laugh and be like, okay, that was bad. And you kind of just feel better about the whole thing because it's just now you're like, all right, I can just move on. That's out of the way. <laughs> that big mistake is out of the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely get that sentiment. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident, actually, in the Packers winning this game. And I think it's going to be more of a passing game than, than some people are going to think. But uh, now we got the, the, the Monday night doubleheader. So, it's moving to week two from the usual week one. Um, and the first game is the Tennessee Titans at the Buffalo Bills. I think it would be no surprise to see that I've picked Buffalo as, I mean, I. as dominant as they were in week one. Yeah. And Titans coming off uh, mm. a loss as well. Rough one. Yeah. I mean, I, I see nothing but a pack for Buffalo to win this one. They'll get their revenge over Tennessee for beating them the last two years. Yeah. I mean, they're, they've been better than Tennessee like the last couple of years, and for some reason they just – they just end up. It's kind of it's kind of been a mismatch for them the last couple of years with that running game. I think they're gonna get it right with Josh Allen throwing it all around the yard. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I mean, their their defense is, is somehow it's better than it was last year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he they don't have AJ Brown anymore. Yeah, this this should not be um, too too much of a worry for the Bills. Uh, and then the the eight thirty uh, Monday night game. Um, is the Vikings and the Eagles. So these games are going to overlap because it's 7 and 8.30, uh, which is weird. But <laughs> uh, So who do you got winning this game? I have the Minnesota Vikings. I as do I. So these two are, are, are two of the most hyped-up teams in the NFC right now. Yes, they are. I've seen it referred to as the top two teams in the NFC, which is a little bizarre. Yeah, I but heard that too, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I mean... But it should be a good game nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings were impressive in Week 1. The Eagles beat the Lions. So, I mean, I'm not sure what people are doing. Like, Eagles? Like, I don't know. But the Vikings are definitely for real, um, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not too sure about the Eagles yet. But, yeah, this should this should be a really good game. Um, a game I'd be interested to watch. Yeah, and I think we'll be able to. Because I think 
probably by halftime, that Bills game might be wrapped up. So we can just tune into this game. <laughs> Although you'll probably be watching the Bills game the whole, the whole time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, should be a great week of football here. Uh, yeah, looking forward to a lot of these games. Not quite as great as week one, but probably the game, other than our Packers and Bills game, I'm really looking forward to the most is going to be that Panthers-Giants game. Um, to just to kind of see if the Panthers start 0-2, it's going to be quite the uh, the upstir there in the Giants. I, I I'm really I'm kind of cheering for the Giants because I'm excited looking at that Giants uh, schedule. If they can start off four and zero, that would just be mesmerizing to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's going to be a great week. And now for those betters out there, we have uh, Scott's parlay pick here. So why don't you tell the folks what you're feeling in the the books this week? So brand new segment we're going to put in this week. I have my parlay bets. So this week I'm going to pick three underdogs. Off of my pick'em to win. So, okay, so for, this is um, is this going to be every week you're doing three underdogs, or is it just for this particular? Just week? for this particular week, I'm going to pick three teams every week. But for this week, they're all going to be underdogs. <laughs> he's putting his money on them. I have the New Orleans Saints, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Miami Dolphins all underdogs in their games, and I believe all will win, as I had said in my pick'em. Wait, since Steelers are underdogs? Yes, they are. Oh, Steelers Lord. are underdogs That's in their own house game. versus New England. One, I have them at plus 110. Oh my gosh, guys, that's bet on that game now before that line moves. (laughs) That that's guaranteed money right there. I can't believe that. Getting good numbers on Miami and the Saints for what I like, so I put together a nice little parlay. I mean, not a whole lot, just a ten dollar parlay went over a hundred dollars, but I like this one. Yeah, that's that's a great bet. I agree with that, and. uh, Tampa Bay favored by two and a half there. So, are you picking the Saints to cover or, or to straight up outright? Win that? They're all win. outright wins. Oh, okay, all right. So that that's bold. I like it though. I like it because those are all those are all pretty good picks in my opinion. Um, although I do have the Ravens winning, but those are all picks that could definitely happen. Um, and if you bet that 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 uh, win and lose, Scott will actually give you the money you bet on it. Scott, how nice of a guy are you? Absolutely. Just, just so generous. Yes, it's a risk-free bet, guys. It's a risk-free. <laughs> Don't mark our words on that one. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got any uh, uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap this thing up? <laughs> All right, so this is the Mark My Words podcast, episode two. Looking forward to a great weekend of football. Doubleheader on Monday night. It's going to be awesome, guys. NFL is back, and we're loving it. And this is Mark My Words with Rob. Thanks, Scott. And we are tuning in.